So uh, it feels like, I'm just diving in. It feels like um, Apple Watch Day is coming within the next couple of months. Are you, are you, I know we talked about it a lot, but are you buying day one or are you going to wait? I, I'm waiting for someone to buy it for me. Looking at you guys. <laughs> Keep looking. Lex apparently got his silent heater for free, oh, so maybe he can buy you one. Wait, wait, you got what for <laughs> well, free? Well, I'm shivering in my office. Before we started recording, John was complaining he has to turn off his heater uh, because it makes noise and he can't have it on while he's recording. But I was saying you should get a, a silent heater. <laughs> this... we, have, we have a silent It's nice. Uncle Mort gave us a silent oh, heater. Oh, is it like an oil heater or something? Yeah, it plugs yeah. into the wall and it's got oil inside it. It's like then, a radiator kind of Right, thing. it's, it's yeah. shaped exactly like an old school radiator and it puts out a ton of heat. It's too hot in here. Frankly, I'm thinking I got to put on a t-shirt now, Maltz. God, what a a complete jerk. (laughs) Anybody else sweating or is it just me? (laughs) I'm so glad to be a part of the sequel to your last podcast. (laughs) No, this this conversation happened in between podcasts. Yes, as we were waiting for this podcast to start. It's just yeah. It's just we're on we're on all day long. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> Sometimes and people then different in. people come in and out, and <laughs> <laughs> and we pat, we bundle them as different podcasts. That's a great idea, actually. I really that's like really that. actually not bad. <laughs> I mean, it's basically just described like a public radio station. I, I think that's what Leo Laporte does, right? Yes, uh, that is his model. So, yeah. uh, Apple Watch wise, I noticed there was a report the other day um, that alluded to an Apple Watch app. Um, in the, yes. I guess in the beta for 8.2 in the Bluetooth setting screen, like they tell you to manage your Apple watch through the Apple watch app, right? which I guess isn't shocking. I mean, that kind of makes sense. I I've alluded to it in the past as like my analogy for this is like, I think that the Apple watch is to the iPhone, like the iPod used to be to the Mac, like because it's sort of like a satellite device, there's going to be some way of managing it. Like I don't, it's not a standalone device, right? Like the original right. iPod, it's like you can't really use it just on its own, right? Just like the original iPhone, at, right? At least also. the way, at least the way. I mean, I guess you could technically use the original iPhone by itself, couldn't you? I don't think. You oh, could no, because you had to activate yeah. it through yeah. iTunes, didn't you? Yeah. yeah, but like once you did that once, and if you do that in the store, you didn't really need to, because I remember troubleshooting right. people's phones would be like, "Oh yeah, I've never synced my phone again," and it'd be like, "Are you insane?" Yeah, right. you should probably do that. But, but no, I think you're right. Like you'll, it's. At least the first versions, I think, will be usable but dumb if you're not near your phone. I think that's the thing is they say that there is a limited amount of functionality if you're not near your phone. But I don't think you're able to, like, set it up if you don't have a phone, right? Like, it's not a device you buy if you don't have an iPhone. Exactly. No, I think you you literally have to have an iPhone and and an iPhone 6. Yeah, I think it's a six, no. It's, six I think plus, it's five right? S. I think no, five, is it five S? I, yeah. I definitely am able because I would have upgraded my phone right away if, if oh, that's the, true. If they had said that the watch needed it, because I want the watch. Yeah. Okay. Well, and so I think they. My curiosity is, I wonder what this, what kind of things this app manages, because among the other things, both Jason Snell and I were told uh, that there is. Well, they said in the event, like there's some onboard storage of some right. kind. And they've maintained that, that there's right. onboard storage right. for music and for photos. Right. And, and Jason and I both asked the reps, like, so how do you get stuff onto it? And they're like, I don't think we told you that. Uh, I was like, all right, super helpful. Thank you. Um, I know that there was a... <laughs> it's going to be iTunes. Some, someone who was allowed <laughs> to know God. 
tweeted and then later deleted the tweet, but I don't care. Um, but saying something <laughs> about how photos that it's like it's like some of it would be a starring interface, like photos well, that you favorite show up on the phone. You already the have a favorite, like so. There is a favorites thing in the Photos app now. You yeah, have the little heart button. Right. Um, so that makes use. that makes sense to me. The question then, like, they suggest you can have onboard music because if you're going to like work right. out with the watch, I do not want to heart my music though. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, like maybe a smart playlist or something. Seems like, like a, right. yeah, like a playlist thing would be. I um, but I don't know. I don't feel like I have a need for. I don't need music on my watch. I'm okay with it if it doesn't play to me because I don't want to plug headphones into my watch. You're not. You're going to. There's no jack for it. There's yeah, no there's ports no jack. On yeah, it. right. Right. It's yeah. gonna be Bluetooth. Headphones. Another another unanswered question. <laughs> I guess it can play to another Bluetooth device. Well, I mean, it's Bluetooth headphones, right? Presumably. Right. 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 It would have to be. It would necessarily be. <laughs> Just lightning. It's a lightning cable. I uh, uh, man, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, but anyway, we're. I mean, I you know, I'm buying one certainly first day. I I just realized now my wife wants one too, but she's gonna have to get a new phone first. Yeah, I have no money, but I'm gonna buy one. <laughs> if if I have the 5s, which indeed I do, can I use Apple Pay from my watch if it's toggled to my? Oh. I think you 5s phone. Can. I would think so. Although I would think you could. Then the question becomes: Your phone doesn't have a secure enclave. Right. Where do I put the credit card? <laughs> you, just, you just tape your credit card to the back of the phone. <laughs> <laughs> no, I just, I just mean like where I, I, I don't have access to any interface by which I can add credit cards to right, like Passbook right. because I don't have um, Apple Pay. Okay. So if you scroll all the way down to the Apple Pay page, it says products that support it. So it says in apps and in stores. The iPhone 6 and 6 Plus support both apps and stores. The iPad right. Air 2 and iPad Mini 3 support apps, but not stores. And then it says Apple Watch in stores checked off. And it says paired only with iPhone 5, iPhone 5C, iPhone 5S, iPhone 6, oh. or iPhone 6 Plus. Interesting. Oh, it does pair It does pair with the 5 as so well. So is there a secure enclave okay, on the so watch? She doesn't need a new phone. There must be a secure enclave on the watch. I don't know how you put your credit card in there. Well, that makes sense if you're going to be able to pay with it, regardless yeah. of what phone you're using. Then it has to presumably have a right. Because oh no, you know what? Because you don't need a phone. You can Apple Pay without the phone. I just don't understand what the process will be by which I will put my credit card on it. <laughs> I'm intrigued to learn. I guess it'll be using the Watch app, but I'm doing that insecurely. Well, if it just transmits it and doesn't store it on the phone, yeah. I'm going to do it in public on public Wi-Fi. <laughs> oh no! Use Totes. the don't you use the watch's camera to just take a picture of your car? <laughs> <laughs> you you kind of just bounce it. Oh, because it's got the haptic feedback. You just rub it along the card number and it takes it out. Kachunk, kachunk. I just can't wait to see Tim Cook introduce that one. Just just rub to pay. Rub to pay. <laughs> rub to pay. <laughs> oh man. That's, I every time this is totally unrelated, but every time I take a cab uh, in. Like in New York, you swipe the credit card in the cab and it just pays. No problem. In L.A., the cards, the cabs don't have the card swiping thing. They have the old school, let me take a hunk of metal and a carbon paper and rub <laughs> the thing over Seriously? your Seriously? Yeah, they still do that every time. How is that and possible? And so they, every time I go there, they rub off the numbers on my credit card. Like the credit cards aren't built to support this brutish technology I'd anymore. like to see them go back in time further and then just use it like uh, like put a piece of paper over it and like use a crayon. And like <laughs> it's basically rub. what they're doing. And like if it doesn't show up, then they're doing more. Like they, they copy it by hand and it's, it's, I hate it. I hate it. That is that is incredibly. Oh, low that's tech. terrible. That's a, that's in L.A. Yes, that's in L.A. <laughs> Stop taking cabs there. That's step every, one. Every Uber driver in L.A. is driving a, a hybrid, <laughs> and every cab driver is rubbing credit cards with 
carbon paper. <laughs> so, all right. So, so here's an Apple Pay related question. Have you guys used it in apps at all? Um, I noticed the Studio Neat no. guys wrote a thing the other day about building it into their app. But it seems, I, I think, I guess I don't buy that much stuff on my phone. And I think Amazon does not support it. So, and that's like one of the few apps that I would actually use to buy right. stuff. Right. Yeah. So I, it hasn't really come up for me because uh, a lot I of have th- not used it I have not used it once in an app well because apps just often have uh, I mean I can understand again that they, they want your data right like that's the, and they, they can't get it from Apple pay right so that's probably unattractive for a lot of them which are you know counting on you having an account and being able to sell you stuff or sell your information it's difficult for me to know that these that there's all these apps that I can't use. <laughs> like I, I can use these apps, but I can't. I, like I don't even understand how Apple Pay within an app works. I've never seen it because I don't have a phone that supports it. Yeah, doesn't. Uh, d- but doesn't the 5s actually support in app? No, I thought no. it was supposed to. No, because again, there's no secure enclave. It still needs a place to store the data. That's, okay, I don't understand those words. <laughs> <laughs> you guys keep saying those things. I, that doesn't mean anything. I think you're just making that up. <laughs> secure secure enclave so is the secure enclave is actually a hardware feature yeah it's basically okay. so what's what's confusing about to me is that they they the implication is that it's different from what do they call it the secure element which yes. is vib- vibranium i guess um, yeah, sure. the secure element was well that's where they stored the fingerprint data which is on the 5s it, there is some sort of hardware chip on the 5s to store the touch id data and have that not be accessible but apparently that's distinct from the stuff where the place where they store the credit card. So there's separate secure chips on the board that store different types of data, I guess. Mm. Yeah. I don't really know, but that that's the implication anyway. I'm just going to open this this iPhone 6 right now and see what's going on in there. <laughs> just crack it open. <laughs> hang, hang on a second. Just on the Apple Pay website, they list a bunch of logos. <laughs> They list a bunch of logos for um, uh, vendors that support Apple Pay in their apps, like Airbnb and Apple and Disney Store. Um, and just looking at the HTML, I have no idea how those images appear. They're using a figure tag, which I didn't even know existed. And the images are like generated via CSS or something, but I have no idea what's happening. So I just thought you should all know that. I don't understand how those icons are appearing. <laughs> we use figure tags. We used to use them in Macworld. Yeah, but I thought when we used them, they were fake. Like I thought, yeah. It was I don't know. I've seen them in a bunch of other places. Then this is not an HTML podcast, Lex. I'm just saying, I don't understand it. So somebody should tell me. I think that it, it's possible that they're using one of their fake fonts here, and it's like it's characters, and they've made all these logos part of a font. I don't. This know. This is officially the dumbest thing that we've talked about. Hey, this is a tech podcast. It's tech. Uh, if you had gone to CES, you could have gotten a fake Apple Watch for twenty seven dollars. <laughs> I think I sent oh, that yeah. to Lex with a suggestion that it was the like the smartwatch guys from MacWorld Expo all those years ago. <laughs> Was a st- oh, starfish, right? <laughs> yes, I remember that. The so starfish. Well. Were, you, were you with us Can for you... that? Yeah, yeah. I was I was part of that whole thing. That was crazy. We, we should tell this story because I, I doubt yeah, there's, there's probably a lot of our listeners have never heard this before. So uh, a couple years ago. Um, I'm trying to remember. I think it was 2011. Does that sound right? Uh, I'm just going to Google the article, even yeah. though I don't usually go to that website anymore. <laughs> 2013 um, wow that's really recent yeah february 2013 so we go to the Macworld expo and there was a uh, a, a booth uh that the first day of the, of the conference was empty as i recall uh and it was manned by uh, i believe an israeli company called starfish 
Um, it might not have been Israeli. Was it? Was it not hyped someplace, or did? Or did oh, we they had saw it. Yeah, there was an they ad. They bought ads, right? Yeah. Um, and it was uh, it was a smart one. It was an ad in MacWorld, actually. Yes, that they had an ad. In <laughs> Someone took money. Someone at MacWorld took money from these guys. Um, I guess well, their I money's green, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And so the the thing that made their watch insane is it showed like a scaled down version of iOS on the watch. It was as if they were. I didn't know. Like, are they Apple? Are they? Are they? Uh, what do you call it? AirPlay mirroring the the phone screen somehow on the watch? Like, it made no sense. And it was supposed to be touch sensitive, but it wasn't just showing. Like, it was scaling it down in ways that it could theoretically actually be used. And I didn't understand it. Um, I didn't understand how it could work. And it seemed like obviously there's no freaking chance that this works. Um, so people went to the booth to see it. And. Uh, the the first day there was nothing there no people no marketing materials no anything and then different the next day friday um there were occasionally people at the booth who would say the watches are on a truck and they're they're coming to macworld they'll be here soon Uh, we'll have a demo unit on saturday um and i said okay just curious how does it work and they said oh you can talk to the ceo on saturday so saturday no watch um and they kept saying, it's, it's going to be here any second. Finally, it came around around 1 p.m. And uh, Dan, you went there, and yeah. it wasn't working. Yeah, I, he, I was, I'm, I'm referring back to the article because I didn't remember as much of this. But, uh, yeah, so apparently he told me, like, oh, yeah, yeah, it's really in early stages. And he's like, look, it lights up or something. And then he walked away <laughs> with the watch. And I was like, ah, but with the, can I, huh? Hey? <laughs> <laughs> so, so, um they uh, they said it was going to be a Kickstarter project that was going to be 169 bucks. So Dan and I go back to meet with uh, Boozy, Jason Boozy, who was their CEO, and he. <laughs> oh, so th- that's that's Dan's part. So Dan went back first, and he it lit up for you. That's right. And then um, he, Boozy leaves. The CEO leaves, and then uh, later another representative is there by himself, and he wouldn't tell me what his name was, and. He said that the product had already funded on Kickstarter, which the CEO later said, no, that's wrong. We haven't launched our Kickstarter yet. Um, and he said the watch was going to get 24 hours of battery life. And he couldn't say anything about how it worked, how it resized the mirror display, how it did the mirroring in the first place, how the touch input worked. And I said, well, what do you do here? And he's like, I, I work for the CEO. I'm, I'm friends with the CEO. And he asked me to watch the booth, so I'll be doing that. And I said, is he going to be back so I can ask him some questions since he knows about it and you don't? And he's like, he'll be back when, the, when, when we're closing. He'll be back at closing time. Um, and then later, no, I'm sorry, never mind. He's not going to be coming back at all. And I said, how come he sent you to man the booth if you don't know anything about it? And he said, I'm done talking to you. <laughs> and then then he got directly into my face. <laughs> this is what I wrote because I am quite a writer. His expression had gone from brusque to combative. Uh, Did you hear me? I'm done talking to you. He, was, he was a kind of a scary dude too, right? Oh, he was a big dude. We'll put, have to put this article in the show notes too. He's, yeah, he's a big dude. He's we kinda, have his photo. He was very. He was. He was a little bit menacing. Like he had Krav Maga written all over yeah. his face. Like he was. <laughs> he was ready, and it was. Uh, yeah, it was. It was bad, and so I, for a long time, I was. I would follow their Facebook page to see when the starfish was finally going to ship, um, and of course, it never did. Uh, it was just the sh- shadiest thing. But I think it's the only time in my career as a tech reporter when somebody uh, threatened violence against me. <laughs> <laughs> at least somebody who wasn't a reader <laughs> well you know you could have been in it longer you know i think you should have given it a little bit more time <laughs> i i like that 
I like that there is an article why that the um at the examiner wondering why it wasn't named best of show (laughs) (laughs) yes um and actually my story on the starfish watch i i found a twitter post of mine from february 2013 it ended up on daring fireball very nice website the loop and slash dot so i retired a billionaire back then that's right (laughs) if only you could pay for your apple watch in hits and then got yourself a free heater So I want, I'm going to, you know, I think we discussed starting uh, starting great tech news rumors just so we could. So I'm going to suggest that Apple acquired Starfish, and that was the basis for the Apple Watch. <laughs> really, they hadn't thought about it before then. They just decided to go. buy up this company. Sure. That's why they're so secretive. It makes perfect sense, guys. Oh, of course. Yeah, Starfish wouldn't say anything because they're part of Apple. Exactly. I, I'm willing to believe it. Yeah, okay. I've just received a cease and desist. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What don't they want people to know? It's how it gets 24 hours of battery life. I'm guessing that place is just gone now. I can't find their Facebook page anymore. It's gone. Yeah. That doesn't mean the watch isn't coming. (laughs) (laughs) It'll be at Macworld this year. (laughs) Oh, no, wait. I found their Facebook page. Hang on. It was last updated December 2014. Um, Wow. That was about... Nope, sorry. That's That's about feeding the homeless. That has nothing to do with it. I don't know why it's there. Um, Their last post was February 2013. (laughs) Yeah, there you go. Wait, <laughs> was February thirteenth? So you crushed them. You crushed them. You February third. So that went out, and then, uh, but you drove them out of business. Yeah, basically, we killed. I'm them. reading about their. Yeah. I'm reading about their uh, this Indiegogo thing that they linked to. That has something to do with feeding people. But I'm trying to figure out if this is actually related or because this seems. Oh, they whoever they were, they funded though. Who the, the the feeding people or the yeah, starfish people? The feeding people, which I assume right. is not directly related, but yeah, yeah. Oh, and they've lost the getstarfish.com domain. So if you go to getstarfish.com, uh, somebody else will have to translate it for you because I do not speak whatever uh, Asian language is on display here. Yeah, Wait, I'm sorry, starfish.com. Get, get, get star. starfish. I speak an ang- Asian language. Get starfish. That's the one. That's. I think it's actually Chinese. I think I saw it. Um, which is not the Asian language I speak. Oh, I, I Google translated it. Oh, no, and, no, that's um, Japanese. It, according to Google Translate, it means uh, random symbols. <laughs> <laughs> this is so totally useless. Uh, I need somebody to translate this uh, string of characters that Google Translate has come up with. Well, anyway, I would buy a starfish if it came out. <laughs> to this day, I would still buy it if it came out. Just so you could review it. Oh, yeah, because I want to write a story about it. Um, I definitely thought that guy was going to punch me, and I was willing to take one punch. <laughs> I wasn't really entirely sure what I was supposed to do if you took a punch, because I'm pretty sure that guy could have killed all of us. <laughs> oh no, I think that the, that that three of us. I mean, I don't know. I, don't I wasn't. Know. I wasn't there for that part. It, maybe maybe Kafasis was with you. Oh, yeah, it could have been Paul. No, Joel Mathis, uh, MacWorld freelancer, was nearby okay. at the time. And uh, we would have called him in if we needed him. (laughs) Right. People could have screamed at least, but I was willing to take one punch. I wasn't going to take one punch and then not fight back, but I obviously wasn't going to hit first. I wasn't angry. You're you're a reporter. (laughs) What a crazy thing. I mean, I don't, you know, we talked about this, but like why you would go to the trouble to pay all the money to rent a booth at Macworld. And, and and then not not be there half the time and then like (laughs) spend the rest of the time threatening journalists. If there was a way... If they had been, say, taking pre-orders at the show, and it was all an elaborate scam, then yeah. there's a, there's a logic to it. But as I recall, they were not 
there was nothing there for you to hand over money for even remotely not even like oh yeah i'm really i want to pre-order one of these things right because there was so i don't even understand where's the upside yeah it doesn't make any sense at all apparently they were no better at scamming people than they were at making watches (laughs) (laughs) and really i think that at some point somebody concluded that they were uh they were buying um, some kind of off a OEM Android, de- right? OEM Android devices that could just pair and do a couple things. And I, I think, I honestly believe that there was a time when somebody, whether it was the CEO himself or somebody with the CEO's trust, convinced him that uh, this would work. Like some CEO, so, so that somebody at the company at one point believed that his phone would be able to do mirroring of the iPhone screen, and just wasn't bright enough to realize that that was insane. Yeah, watches—they're going to be big. Yeah. <laughs> now, what do you think? And this will be easier when we have them, but like, what are the rules of etiquette going to be with the watch? Are are there times when you can look at your Apple watch or your Starfish when you wouldn't <laughs> be allowed to look at your phone politely, but you could politely glance down at your watch? Well, I mean, like sure. you've used other, other smartwatches. Like I stopped wearing them all because you feel like a dick. It's like, it's not, it's worse to look at your watch when you're talking to somebody because they don't know. Are you looking at a notification or is it just like, how much longer do I have to talk to this person? <laughs> Well, I mean, so that's the tricky part, right, is is trying to figure out, because everyone's going to know, right, that you've got an Apple Watch, especially right. after you've showed them incessantly, which, as we all know, sure, yeah. if you're an right. early adopter, you will be. And we're all going to ask to see it, too. <laughs> I paid $350 for this thing. People are going to know I bought it. <laughs> it's gold. I paid more than that. <laughs> I, yeah, I don't know. I mean, like, because it's already bad enough, you know, the universal signal for I'm bored talking with you is looking at your watch anyways, right? Exactly. That, that's what the concern. So, I mean, are, is it a thing that you're worried about using only in company? Because, I mean, if you're just using it yourself, like, for, like, the fitness stuff or whatever, then, you know, whatever, you can do whatever the hell you want. Yeah, and so I have all kinds of questions, and I'm sure some of these will get answered. But <laughs> Oh, first, you have many questions, I see. Yeah, <laughs> but so if it, it can track your steps, which I know, but the phone can also track your steps. And I, for one, need the phone to track my steps because I'm often on a treadmill and the watch doesn't work on a treadmill because that's not how people walk. At least if you're on a treadmill desk, the watch won't work. And I don't want to put the watch in my pocket. So I want to know how do I tell, the, how do I tell Apple which thing I'm one counting my steps or do both count? And then it like tries to normalize it. Like what's going to happen? <laughs> that, is a, that is a big question. That's an interesting I have, question. I have no idea. Do you think the watch will be incapable of counting your steps? I think on a treadmill desk, yes, because your arms aren't moving. Like you're resting your arms on the keyboard rest situation, so the the watch can't feel anything. It's been true for all the other walkers, I step trackers I tested, and I've tested all of them. They probably don't. Yeah, they probably don't really plan for. I feel like the treadmill desk subset is fairly low. <laughs> right. Yeah. No, I'm not saying they should worry about me. I just want to know, like, for things that both devices do, how are they going to divide this up? Maybe they ask you if you want to pick one. Yeah. Okay. I'm willing to believe it. Jerk. Maybe it turns out that all those numbers are just made up. Yeah, uh, uh, that now, could be. Whatever, kid. You walked, I don't know, like, like 4,000 steps today. Whatever. Yeah. So would, what's your advice to developers? Should they already be working on watch apps or not? Sure, why not? I mean, they could what, be. What up. else do they have to do? I mean, <laughs> <laughs> they're not going to get anything they get approved is just going to get rejected later if they go to the iOS app store. So I, I mean, the, it's like the like the app store, I think there's a, there's a decent first mover advantage, don't you? I mean, it seems like, you know, the the first people who get on there, even if their apps aren't like a, as polished as later ones will be, will probably get a nice boost from that. Initially, I think there's sometimes a second wave then when it's like the more mature stuff starts to come out. Because I also yeah. think it's really, 
there's a big question of what the utility of the watch is and what you want to do with it. Like, you know, in the same way that people didn't quite figure out initially what what the iPhone was best at. Uh, I feel like the watch has a very different set of use cases and use scenarios. And, and obviously Apple's limiting the kind of things that people can do with it to things that are much more like informative or very simple at the moment. They're not full-fledged apps really. Um, so I think that the subset of things, you know, it's not like every single iOS device is going to get ported to the watch, right? No. Because most of them aren't going to be terribly useful. Interesting. Yeah. Audio hijack. <laughs> <laughs> I know I want the watch, and I honestly don't know what I'm going to use it for. <laughs> that is the brilliance of Apple marketing. It feels like I <laughs> I don't know. You're a sucker, Lex. It's okay. There's one born every minute. I, I could see it. You know, like you, Dan, and we should actually talk about it. I got my email that I could go buy an Amazon Echo if I wanted. Yeah. And I was thinking... There is like it doesn't make sense. I I gave it thought. I gave it consideration, but the it's going to put reminders on a list that I don't use for reminders, and it's going to put like it, since it doesn't sync with the Apple stuff or even the Google stuff that I rely on, it doesn't make any sense for me. I but, I uh, I ordered one. For, you did for science. For science, sure. I I for I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna for review po- it for on, popular science. <laughs> no, for <laughs> for unpopular oh, for six science. colors. I'm gonna review it for six Pop- colors. So I got I got a thumbs up to order it. Well, so I have the best use case probably for any of us for it in that I live in a small apartment. So it's not like something that would right. have to be like trucked around with me. Uh, although I'm curious to know if it works. I mean, my apartment is not huge, but I easily get the impression that if I put it, say, in the living room, which is kind of central, it probably won't work for my kitchen, even though it's adjacent, just because the acoustics and things like that. But maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. But so... What I, where I was going with all that Amazon Echo lead-in was like, I, I kind of like the idea of having Siri even more accessible than on my phone mm-hmm. because you have to take the phone out and hold down the button or whatever. And so Siri is easy to trigger on the watch. I like that. And I, but I don't- You're going like, to look so cool holding your, yes. your wrist up to your hand and talking oh, to yeah. your robot. Actually, my friend who sends all of his text messages, not, not via Siri because he has an Android, but he sends them all with like the text to, or speech to text thing. Like, I just want to give him a watch, like, that works like that so that he can just be narrating all his text messages. Because he always does this very, like, intimate, like, he'll be sending messages to his wife and it's like, I'll pick you up later at the station. Love you. I'm, I'm totally that guy. I'm totally that guy. Oh, I just really want the I, two of you sending I texts love to you. each other. Then. I love you. Snuggle bunny. I love you, period. <laughs> <laughs> I do it in the, I'll do it in, in the middle of public. I'll even sometimes do it like in the middle of a conversation with somebody else who's there in person. I turn to it and I'll start talking to it. But I, I don't know. I like, you're not going to want to read your emails on it, right? It's going to be annoying to read emails on it. No, but I can see triaging it or just seeing like, you know, is this an email I need to now bring right. out, get my phone right. for? That's my number one goal, right? Is, is triage during busy times. Because I feel like that can be like right now. I too often I take my iPhone to the dinner table, and I have a goal of not having my iPhone at the dinner table, and I have failed on that goal every day for the past five thousand days. <laughs> and um, like there, there only time that I didn't fail on it was when I was wearing smartwatches. I would have the I would put the watch on the the phone on the other side of the kitchen, and then when my phone my watch <laughs> I'm gonna get this right. I put the phone on the other side of the fucking kitchen, and then when my watch <laughs> would vibrate, I would look and say, "Oh, this is an email I can ignore," or "This is Dan Moore, and I have to reply right away." Yeah, go get that phone for me, and then you dispatch one of your children to go get your <laughs> yes. phone. Yeah, hey Siri, bring my phone over. And now when Dan texts you, you can hold your your wrist up to your mouth and say. I'm eating dinner. I love you. (laughs) (laughs) 
along these similar lines of things that I feel like uh, things that the the smartphone is sometimes clumsy for. I'm very interested in this Kickstarter project that I saw this morning um, called the Neo. Have you guys seen this? N e e o. Uh, first of all, terrible name, but no, I haven't seen it. It's a universal remote, and there are many of those, obviously. But this one actually looks fairly clever, I thought, um, in that it's got you know sort of a smart hub that controls all your other devices, and then you use the remote to interact with that. Um, there are a, cool, a couple things I think are kind of nifty about this. It does seem like they're actually using some cool technology, for example, as hand recognition. So it's supposed to be able to tell like, who in your household is picking up the remote and thus pre-populate certain options. Um, it, the hub has a ton of stuff built in. Like Besides uh, infrared stuff, it also has Wi-Fi, Bluetooth, and a bunch of the home automation protocols. Um, and it, it looks very clever. I think it's interesting because... Logitech has a pretty big stranglehold on that universal remote market and yet hasn't done anything really good with it. Um, Their software really sucks, and I find their remote to be clunky and frustrating at best. So I'm very eager to see somebody else enter that market, Um, and I don't know if these guys will be any good. But I'm heartened by the fact that um, though they are taking donations, they've got their Kickstarter campaign running now, and it's actually funded since I looked at it this morning. They already have done all the R&D on it, and they're targeting March as a ship date, which is only, you know, six weeks away. So they actually must be pretty, like, I'm heartened by the fact that they seem to be pretty far along in the process rather than, you know, launching a Kickstarter and saying, next year at some time, we're going to, you know, launch this thing, which suggests to me that you haven't done any work on it. (laughs) Right. It's really, this is, so there's a lot of things interesting about this. First of all, they're well-funded already. They're over their 50K goal with 29 days left. And they're at, as we're speaking, they're at 64K. Uh, and they have sold zero of their $25 t-shirts. There are no people, nobody wants the $25 t-shirts. Um, most people are getting the remote, uh, yeah, the remote, yeah, which makes well, sense. Um, I mean, if you want right. anything, you, you that's don't want to just want. throw in for a t-shirt. Yeah. But I, what I don't, I have a universal remote that I don't even know what brand it is. That's not, um, the, the harmony one okay. because there's two concerns that I have. One, I really do hate the software, which it sounds like this would improve upon. But then two, I hate the touch screen for remotes, which I know is not a new criticism, but like I have one that's just all buttons and so I can use it without looking. And it feels like these, you constantly have to look and figure out what you're doing on that little touch screen. Like I see it's got the hard buttons. They do have, it does have hardware buttons and they do make a point in this one of, you know, the fact that, for example, they particularly bring up smartphones and the problems with them as remotes, which is you have to unlock them. You have to find the app. You have to launch the app. You have to wait for the app to load. And then there is no tactile response. Uh, my big, the other problem I always bring up with this, which I think has happened to me because I use my smartphone occasionally as a remote for my like Mac Mini Media Center, I've been watching stuff and had the phone ring. Now, there's no way to pause the damn thing or mute it because the phone is currently ringing. So the only mm. option is to answer the phone and say, hold on a second, and then switch apps, wait for the app to load, pause it. At which point, like you're, you've lost like thirty seconds of this. Why do you have to say it so so violently when you're telling them to hold on a second? Why can't you actually? <laughs> because can you I'm just one second. It's frustrating because like the people are talking. I'm missing the show. I can't talk to the person. They're hearing like all the sounds from this. It sounds like I'm ignoring I them see. and be. I just I get very frustrated. It's not that I'm angry I at them. I'm angry at you. No, uh, he mostly he, hates the people who call him. Yeah. That, well, why are you calling me? Send right. me a text. Yeah. Right. Wouldn't you? And I, I, I can. What he didn't tell us was it's King, it's Kim Jong Un on the phone, so he's, he's angry. Um, so these companies in Cupertino are they are they Apple expats? Some of them it seems like it. They might be. They're not. 
I couldn't find a full listing of their team, but they had mentioned having people who are experts in like um, hardware design and things like that. So it would not shock me if there were people from there that actually had been at Apple. Um, and it has a very Apple-like aesthetic to it, like the wow, aluminum right. and black yeah. and all that. Um, and, and they, I mean, this, this is there's a gratuitous ways... there's a gratuitous amount of uh, espresso <laughs> shown shown in these uh, California these pictures, hipsters. Dude. What do you want? I think that's uh... and there's oh, there's a, the guy like programming that. on a MacBook. So you know you got that. Oh, I'm, I'm looking at their video and it's just a room full of iMacs. <laughs> um, literally, <laughs> a clean oh, room. They do a before video though, and I hate their before video where they're showing this woman who's got uh, seven remotes on her table and how frustrating it is. I, I hate this before video. Is it blurry? <laughs> I have seven remotes though. Like, I mean, I have a basket for all my remotes, and as much as I've tried to use my Logitech <laughs> Harmony, I. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, as much as I tried to replace all of them with one remote, there's always, you know, one or two where it's I end up falling back. Like, for example, the Fire TV is a good example because it doesn't use infrared. It uses Bluetooth. So right. I can't replace it with the Harmony. And it has the yeah. voice thing, which is the other major advantage of it, um, which is also obviously isn't duplicated. On, and that I don't think they'll be able to handle that. Um, but they, it sounds like because they have Bluetooth in there that they could at least, you know, manage as a pass through for most of the remote functionality. So again, I'm really, I'm intrigued. You haven't think, backed it yet. Though. I haven't backed it. I don't think I will. I think I'll, cause I, I just don't have that kind of disposable income. All my disposable income is going towards the Apple watch. Um, <laughs> and I want to see what the reviews are. Cause I, I want to see if it actually works and delivers on its promise because, you know, if it does, then I'm, I'm very interested. And if it doesn't, then, well, it's just another project that bit the dust. Yeah. I also feel like the only thing it's missing to me is it should have some hardware buttons on the sides also. Um, looking at this, because like, I want to do the volume from there. On the sides. Okay. Because oh, it doesn't weird. have a hardware volume button that I can see. They're showing people changing the volume in software. It also supports the Nest, as well as a bunch of the home automation stuff, which is kind of cool. Right. That, I, that does make it cooler, because like, we, we have some Wi-Fi connected light bulbs in various places in the house, and we never turn them on. <laughs> We never turn them on because using an app to launch it is stupid to turn on a light. Stupid. <laughs> yeah. They don't say that they support the Fire TV. I was looking around to see if they actually mentioned that. but No. They do support the bulbs and the Nest and a thing that I can't even figure out what it and is. The and the Roku. Yeah. So, in theory, because they could support the Amazon, but I don't know if they do. Do you think you're going to use the Echo? <laughs> I'm still hung up on that. <laughs> I, I get don't Echo? No, no. I, I wait for my review. No, I mean, mine's not, it's not shipping for me until April for some insane reason. I only have a week to order it. I just don't, I can't, I can't get behind a, I mean, even at the introductory price, dropping a hundred dollars on something that I could just replace by plugging in my phone. Yeah. In the room that I'm in. That's true. Or pulling it out of my pocket and just pressing a button. I think if it's better than Siri at some things, then that might be intriguing because Perhaps. Siri, Siri does fall down in a lot of places, as we've discussed before. Yeah. I'm not convinced that Amazon has done a better job, um, but it's it's possible that they've you know decided to be exceptionally clever in some way. I, I don't know. It's, it's an intriguing device. It's very different from a lot of the other stuff that people are doing, and it's got Amazon's backing, even though they're not particularly great at making hardware lately <laughs> ever <laughs> ever um i mean the fire tv is 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 a pretty good piece of hardware as is the fire tv stick i the fire phone apparently not so much never used a fire tablet um i like yes, some so. of the kindles but i hear that they 
you know, people frust a lot of people I know are frustrated with the newer ones. Yeah. There's another. There was another story that, out this week about uh, the Fire Phone and about how it was basically Jeff Bezos's baby and how he was like he was the person to please, but when making the Fire Phone and and had the last word about everything, which just goes to show you that the Steve Jobs approach doesn't always work. Doesn't well. It doesn't work when you're not Steve Jobs. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. It's it's very hard to accept that you aren't Steve Jobs. I think if you're as successful yes. as Bezos has been, right? And so you look right. and you're like, well, okay. Uh, we're going to do this for me. This never would have happened if Steve Jobs were still in charge of Amazon. <laughs> yeah. I think I'm not going to get the Echo. I did learn something new about Siri this week. I thought I knew everything there was, but I learned something new. What's that? It's not super useful, but it, it proved useful. Siri? We knew that. <laughs> so you're using Siri. I'm going to... I'm going to say the thing that triggers Siri, so I forgive me in advance <laughs> if it screws you up. Um, switch to headphones now. This is your warning. But so you're using Siri, and you're like, hey, what time is it? And it answers you. Great. The time is 1.47 p.m. While it's on that Siri results screen, it's listening for the code word. So really? even if I don't push the button, if I just say, hey, Siri. Hey, Siri. <laughs> oh, no, oh, there <laughs> What's the forecast today? And so it just starts listening again. Even though you haven't held down the button, Wait, I had no idea. Even oh, yeah. even when it's not plugged in, right? Even when right. it's not ah. plugged in, exactly. Yeah, yeah no. So Hank figured that out. <laughs> well, that's fine for Hank. <laughs> so as long as we're doing stupid Siri tricks, um, yes. the one that I've been using it for recently is when I get a call. Uh, yeah, you know, I haven't tried this when it comes in on the phone, unlike the iPhone. I suspect it won't work. But you know, we have a landline, and we get that's usually the number that we give out for like anything that I know is going to get sold to a bunch of solicitors. And so I always screen the calls, but sometimes you can't tell whether or not it's a call you actually want. And so I am, I can never tell where the area code is from. And so I just grab the phone and say, where's area code, whatever. And it brings up the Wikipedia entry and usually the location is up at the top. But it doesn't do it for calls when people are calling you on your phone? Is that what you're saying? Well, I haven't tried I haven't tried it for that. I don't think you can trigger Siri when there's an incoming call. I don't think, yeah, I doubt it. I'm doing a live test. (laughs) No, I'm calling my cell phone. Let's find out. Um, But no, I I Google phone numbers, area codes all the time to figure out where they are. I usually do because I need to know what time zone people are in when they email me and don't tell me. Um, Okay, so my phone is ringing and Siri is completely ignoring (laughs) me. Dan apparently tried to call me. Oh no, yeah. Wait. So what happened? Did I go to voicemail? I tried this like five yeah, minutes. Yeah. Well, ago. I have it. I have it on. Uh, do not disturb. Oh, actually, mm. I got an important question for you guys. Because I'm talking Please. to you guys. It's phone related. Aww. Okay. Ask away. We're here for you, Dan. So I'm I'm considering <laughs> ahead, switching my phone plan to Android. No. Yes. <laughs> yes. No. I'm considering switching. Uh, so the AT and T has the new like the quote unquote rollover data, which is not rollover data. It's no. like an extra thirty days to use some of your data that you may not have used. But if I switch over to that plan, which includes that anyways, um, it's cheaper for me. Like I'll save like 120 bucks a year or something on my current plan, which is not one That's of the... That's one Echo Nest or Echo, uh, whatever it's called, Echo. Um, the upside is I also get free unlimited texting, which I do not have. I still have the old like $5 a month gets you 200 text plan because I don't use text that wow. much, but it is kind of a pain. Um, the downside is... Uh, I will lose a gigabyte of data off my allowance because I currently have four and this would drop me to three. Because your parents buy the plan for you. Yes, go ahead. My strong suggestion. No, I buy that. I've never been on a family plan. This is all paid for out of my pocket. 
I'm just kidding. I'm just you said allowance. I was. I keep thinking I should do it on my. I should do like a family plan with my parents, but only my mom has an iPhone. My dad has like a flip phone that pays you go. So if he decided to get an iPhone, it might be worth it. Uh, I think you should switch to T-Mobile. Well, so that's the other option, which I vaguely considered, except I don't think they get any service in my house. But you don't need service in your house because they support Wi-Fi. Yeah, calling. but I can't do call forwarding. Yeah, it's okay. I've I've made do without call forwarding. Also, I am under contract, so. A T-Mobile will buy out your contract. They'll buy out. They'll actually buy out my contract. T-Mobile will buy out your contract. Oh, like yeah. there is no reason not to switch to T-Mobile unless you are in a dead zone. If you don't get any T-Mobile reception at all as you're driving, like that would be a problem. But if T-Mobile gives you even one bar, it works. Um, they'll buy out your contract. They have the best rates of anybody, and it's all unlimited. John yeah. Legere like, is, is insane. He is insane, yes, and I, ca- I just man. don't know how – is that sustainable? I mean, not his insanity, but <laughs> – No, I, but I don't know. I'm a very – I'm a T-Mobile evangelist because they were the first cell phone provider I had that I didn't hate, and I've stuck with them ever since. Um, I was with them when they were still called VoiceStream. Oh, wow. Um, and they've only gotten better and better in terms of what they offer. Like, I just pay less all the time. I'm trying it's to crazy. remember what – my friend had them in um, in college, except they were – I think he had like Deutsche Telekom or something, yes. which they yeah, yeah, company. yeah. yeah. Uh, way back when, <laughs> which is a weird thing to, right? Yeah. Um, well, I I like I really like T-Mobile, like in the sense of all the stuff that they're doing is really <laughs> interesting. You say it, I have to do the whistle. That's the rule. But I can't <laughs> because you're a customer. That's the one yeah. drawback. Yeah, you have to do thing. the whistle, and if you don't, John comes. <laughs> And he punches you. <laughs> Your service gets disconnected, and yeah. he punches you in the face. All right, I got you. Got me on the site. Is all I'm saying. Okay, we have a four person family plan. He only right gets now. five dollars for that, Dan. You got to go further. Can I be on your family plan? <laughs> I don't know what the rules are for family, but we you can we could add two more people because now you can do up to six people. And additional lines are ten dollars a month, and we're currently paying a hundred twenty dollars a month for four people to have oh unlimited God. everything. Holy cow! I'm saying and. Uh, so my unlimited is truly unlimited. It's, it should be only $100 a month. I pay $20 extra so that I have real unlimited. Everybody else has, like, I think it's three gigabytes of uh, highest speed. And then after that, it drops down to regular speed for their unlimited data. So it's not like you get shut off. It just shuts you off on access to oh, high speed. Oh, wow. Do they use um, the same towers as AT&T or something like that? No. Because it's the same technology, right? It's it's the it's sim card whatever the sim one is versus yeah. the non-sim it's the non-verizon style but right. they don't share i mean i think they sometimes do code share towers <laughs> and i'll tell you in emergencies like when we had hurricane sandy um they they started whatever the cellular equivalent of code sharing is where my phone just started saying at&t for a while um but they you're relying on t-mobile's grid most of the time well so okay. and my question is whether i'm looking at all the i'm looking at all this stuff now that's well they actually you can bring your device even if you so paying the etf would, would get me my device right to take with me and if it's an at&t device it'll work okay i think that at&t's are unlocked uh i believe that they mm. have to if you pay the etf right so whatever you, you have to unlock it um but then once you've done that, it'll just work, and it's and T-Mobile also just while we're <laughs> while we're this episode is brought to you by T-Mobile. This is the best sponsorship uh, that we were never paid for. Um, free international roaming. Yeah, I know that's pretty awesome. I have to say, like I'm going to Israel in a week, and I will be online thanks to T-Mobile. It's crazy. It's crazy. It's really good. You should get Thank T-Mobile. You, T-Mobile. Yeah. Uh, by the way, the CEO is here right now with a gun. <laughs> <laughs> 
I could get five. You're telling me I could get. <laughs> I feel like I'm in an ad right now. You're telling me I could get. <laughs> but wait, there's more. Don't answer yet. I could get unlimited data, text, and talk for like less than I'm paying now. Is kind of it is kind of like ugh, this. This market is so weird. What's your monthly fee right now total for you? I pay it like after taxes and everything. I'm paying just under a hundred bucks. And so you could do that for four people. <laughs> <laughs> just go find four people. And... Yeah. All you need is three friends. I think Ow. you can even do it with two people. Well, he's out. <laughs> <laughs> I got to go, guys. <laughs> I got to go make some friends right now. Yeah, right. <laughs> uh, but no, I highly suggest it. And it's like, I'm probably doing myself a disservice overall because if too many people sign up for T-Mobile too fast, I don't know if they can build towers fast enough to keep up with demand. I don't think somehow that will be a problem right now. Yeah, I think yeah. You're, you're overestimating the reach of this podcast. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> There's a lot of rebounders out there. <laughs> coverage. That's what I want to say. Okay. I love cover. Yeah, I did the same thing. But of course, like, oh, yeah, my entire map is pink. Of course. Oh, we have perfect yeah. coverage everywhere. The eh, problem with- yeah, sure. Whatever. Okay, fine. The, the problem with my particular location is I think I'm slightly on the side of a hill. Yeah, we've got that. And so I don't, I don't think I get good coverage for anything. And so, actually, T-Mobile will, like, I have a thing in my house that they sent me for free that just boosts your signal. So it, it find, if you have at least one bar, which I do, it boosts it so that it, throughout my house I have four bars. And it's four bars of that one bar that's getting amplified, but it means that my phone works everywhere. Well, but it's that, it's it's a little like microcell thing. Well, it's, but they that they also make a microcell, which works a little bit differently. And they make now, you can buy a router from them uh, that just prioritizes your cell phone calls over your Wi-Fi network. Well, this thing is, I in my house, I don't care that much because I don't get that many calls on my cell phone. And right. I don't need the data because I've got Wi-Fi. So that's yeah. not even the highest priority for me. Like if I want right. calls, I have like a Google voice number that rings like a landline. So look at me. Look at this guy. <laughs> <laughs> you can't look at this guy yourself. <laughs> <laughs> This is weird. It's kind of, I mean, it is, but it's also like, I just, would I, I would be, would I be happier? <laughs> <laughs> Have you heard me? Listen to how yeah, really? Is. Listen, listen to this guy. <laughs> listen to this guy. The little known cousin of look at this guy. Look at, and listen to this guy. 